There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Weekly Planet, official podcast of comicbookmovie.com, where we talk movies and TV shows and comics. My name is James, also known as Mr. Sunday. With me as well as my co-host, Nick Mason. Woo-hoo-hoo! <laughs> we went out to dinner we before did. this. Yes. I've had one cider. I'm flying. <laughs> this is going to get loose. I had a- Watch out, iTunes. <laughs> Watch out, comicbookmovie.com. You're all going to get a serving. <laughs> I had one beer. Oh, yes. A pint. It's like nothing to me. It's like air. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, you're actually quite <laughs> subdued. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, quick plug up front. Sure. Uh, former guest on this show, Nicholas J. Johnson, has a new podcast. Great bloke. It's called Scammer Palooza. Okay. And uh, each week he brings in like an like an expert of something like uh, scam artistry. Like a comic book movie expert? Well, or a magician, or in my case, I guess my area of expertise is hating things. <laughs> so uh, this week I'm on the show... Uh, we're talking about the the uh, magic movie Now You See Me. Oh, you hate that movie. And we, we, we dismantle it. You must be looking forward to the sequel Now You See Me too. Look, spoiler alert, yeah. I kind of am. Because <laughs> where's it going to go? Well, Ruff, it turns out, spo- yeah, I guess, spoiler alert for the first movie, Ruffalo did the whole thing. And he, he did the whole he thing. He made all the magic rooms and most of the holograms. He made I all the magics. <laughs> he made turned everybody into money, if you recall. That movie makes less sense than anything I've ever yeah. seen. You know what? We were quite... I wouldn't say we were complimentary to it on the show, uh, but... The, on the prior episode that Nick had just recorded, yeah. he spoke to a friend of his, David Kwong, who was also a magician and was like the magic supervisor on that movie oh. and, like the, <laughs> and like also like the script supervisor. So we were kind of like, okay, we didn't right. crush it as hard as we could sure. have, but it, well, we had a good time. It was a good, fun episode. So if you, that should be on iTunes now. If so if you're listening to this, we're just going to talk some crap about comic books. So <laughs> just stop. Don't even bother. Just download that. Scammer Palooza, it's called. It's on iTunes. We did 100. It's all downhill. That's right. We're going to do... A hundred more of like descending quality. Oh, great! Until it's just toilet. Noises. I think we can achieve. <laughs> we can achieve that. So, well, flush. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the picture of Matt Damon as Bourne? Shirtless Matt Damon. Yeah. Yes, I did. Does it look like a Bourne movie or more like a some kind of? Pit, it looks pit fighter. Or yeah, like a yeah. Pit, that pit fighter, fighter video game. Yeah, Is that also a movie. A, a Fight Club. No, it never became a movie. Okay. As far as I know, I'm thinking of Blood. We know we would have covered it on our episode about pit video game <laughs> pit fighter and also video games that have been turned into movies. You're right. Uh yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. It doesn't look particularly born. It could be any movie 
where Matt Damon is an army guy or yep. a guy who fights could somebody. Could be Green Zone. Could be Green Zone. <laughs> could be Green Zone. The David Schwimmer character from that episode of 30 Rock. I don't remember that. Green Zone. Green Zone. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Well, are you excited to see it back? I kind of am, yeah. Okay. Also, I'll watch another I want to see it go in a different direction. I feel bad that I didn't see the Jeremy Renner one. I got nothing against I didn't see Renner. It either. Yeah. But don't feel bad. Apparently, it's not that great. Apparently then I don't okay. feel bad. I feel great about it. <laughs> just, just so we're clear, those aren't crossing over either. That still exists. They're all in the same universe. Actually, okay, the Bourne right. universe is actually called the Renniverse. That was before Jeremy Renner got cast. That's just a coincidence. Yeah. It's a weird coincidence. <laughs> it <yeah>. is. <laughs> but no, that's. Um, was he supposed to take it's over? It's named after Rene Russo. Correct, yes. The Renniverse. <laughs> But no, look, I want to see it go in. I want to see it go in a direction where I can tell that this movie is separate from the first three because those all blend together in one movie. They absolutely do. There's a lot of people beating up French people in apartments. French people in apartments walking in between like like trolley cars on the street and then he's gone and then he's back (laughs) and then he's in a building. Who knows what? Exactly. Running through Prague, snatching something off a clothesline. Clive Owen is in one of them. Or First all one. of them. First yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, so look, anyway, it could be... Or, yeah, I don't know. It looks yeah, good. Yeah. But he does look like a pit fighter of some kind. You're Great. absolutely right. Excellent. Yeah. Did you know Christopher Nolan's next project has been announced? Ooh. And by that I mean we know the date that it's going to be out, but we don't know anything else about it. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know we had the same thing with... Um, Sad Farmer. What was the last one called? Oh, um, Space Interstellar. 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 There, there we go. go. Space. I think that one beer has affected you more than you think, my You're friend. You're probably right. Yeah. And I did like that movie, but do you remember there was like two years of like, what is this? Who is what? Yeah. Where mm. am I? Who's in it? DiCaprio. No, he's not in it. There was a lot of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> do you yeah. remember? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was a lot of DiCaprio whispering in journalist ears. DiCaprio? Is he in it? Exactly. Is DiCaprio in it? <laughs> But this one is uh, due out July 21st, 2017. It is with Warner Brothers, which okay. isn't a surprise because most of his major projects. Some people are saying it could be a comic book movie, but I don't think it will be. I think it'll be... No, own. we'd know already. We would, I guess. Not because we have some amazing omnipresent thing, but... We do when we have one beer. Yeah. <laughs> or one drink each. <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> but I think that the rumor mill would already have hit that and it would already yeah, be yeah. on comicbookmovie.com or what have you. The sure. great comicbookmovie.com. You, that's right. But you know what? You could probably line up all the upcoming Warner Brothers movies and go, well, what's out in 2017? Oh, it could be any one of those. I don't remember off the top of my head what's out in 2017. But again, I don't think it's that. I think it's something else. I think, yeah, yeah. I think he's done with that kind of stuff. But it also, it comes out a week after War of the Planet of the Apes or Wat Potter. Oh, yes. And it also comes out a week before the new Spider-Man. Mm. So that's interesting. Mm. Do you think it'll it'll be okay compared to those things? Because those are big things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In terms of look, I don't know. Movies. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about Christopher Nolan anymore because of that one movie. Yeah, or because of the Dark Knight Rises. Because the two movies. Yeah, just I don't know. I think it's a I think it's a trend. It's it's a whole. You think there's something? You think this is all gonna go like this podcast? Like this podcast? <laughs> it's a down downward spiral. Yeah, it's a toilet sounds. It's a toilet sounds. <laughs> oh, what? A, how would how would people review Christopher Nolan's toilet sounds though? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, look, I think it'll be fine. It depends who writes it, I guess, mm. and it, it depends on a lot of things. But yeah, look, yeah. I think we can expect something spectacular and yep. practical and probably some sadness and maybe something Great. that... You know what? I think that guy, though, when he ever, whenever he makes something, I think the amount that his movies get picked to death is unfair. But is that because he's always kind of... People assume that his movies are set in the real world and they should... All makes sense. Do you know what I mean by that? Like his movies really get like torn apart in uh-huh, terms yeah, of yeah. 
Well, if, you know, even like Inception, which I know you like as well, but mm-hmm. people tear that apart and, well, how does this work and what levels, whatever, and was Batman really in that cafe or whatever? Whatever happened, <laughs> yeah. whatever happened in that That movie? is a good, yeah, that is a good question. Do you know That's what I mean? That's the most pertinent question. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, I don't know, though. My, my problem, and I've said this before about Nolan, is there's always some sort of weird logical flaw in okay. some weird element in his movies that I did. Again, if it, if it were more of a... Mm. Fantasy world, I'd be like, oh, no. even then I wouldn't know. Okay. Yeah. So I'm assuming it's still for you in The Dark Knight Rises, it's the pit, right? It's how did he, yeah, the whole situation. There's a video pit. on it. Yeah, there's a video that you can find that. Yeah, you can find that. Yeah. All right, enough of that then. Um, Ryan wants to know, what did you think of the Jessica Jones Netflix teaser? And what do you guys hope for, to see from it? Have you seen it? Yes. What did you think? We didn't learn anything. No. I mean, they showed some kind of hints of like, this is where she's kind She's of definitely got a drinking problem. We know that. That's right. Because we see a tipping over whiskey glass. A lot of purple. A lot of Because the purple man is oh, in yes. it. Yep. David mm-hmm. Tennant. But he's not actually purple. He just wears purple suits. Mm. Which to me is a cop out. Should be the purple garbed man. <laughs> yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, we know Alice, We know she's part of Alice Investigations. Correct. That's, that, they've kept that part of it. I the- wonder how much of her superpowers they're going to give her. Chicken, they'll give her because you know in the comics she's like super overpowered, but she doesn't tend to use them. Yeah, not overpowered, but you know she's got a lot. And it's also it it is because this is set in the Marvel universe as yes. a whole. How long was she a superhero? Well, that's a good and why question. has nobody noticed? I think is the question. I don't. If if I had to guess, yeah, which I don't have to, but I will. Oh yes, you I'd kind say of have she, to. <laughs> she probably has a go at superheroing once and it goes yep. south. Oh, like for one one yeah. day. Maybe something like that. Maybe okay, that's maybe, what we yeah. don't know anything about. Or it. maybe she's from a small town. Yeah, sure. Maybe it's not New York City. Yeah. Or no, maybe, it is. The, the, the show is in it's New, New York, York City, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like she was. Oh, okay. She was from a, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or maybe, <clears throat> maybe uh, okay. Here's a, here's a theory because they seem to tie a lot of Marvel tangential stuff to like the attack on New York City that's from true. the first Avengers. Maybe she discovers her powers. Yep. Then she participates in the Battle of New York. Okay. Like she she discovers her powers like a few weeks prior. Yeah. She participates in the Battle of New York. She gets knocked out. She gets kidnapped by the Purple Man. Okay. I mean, cool. That's how that's how it turns out. That means they'd have to CGI some Chitari back in. They can probably do that. It's probably yeah, real probably cheap good. at this point. <laughs> yeah. But I think, and then they could, then we could that could explain why because they're you know at this point a few years have passed. Yep. Yep. So they could say, well, that's where she's been. Yeah. Exactly. Well, like. they, that's it. Exactly. Like they'll need to put in that whole Purple Man thing of how he kidnapped her and used her and mm-hmm, yeah, for yeah. all sorts of nefarious schemes and whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, I'm very much looking forward to this. My um also Luke Cage is going to be in it, so that's right. that's pretty exciting. Before we see his series next year, I think it's mm-hmm. next year. Can't remember. Haven't been much on Iron Fist lately either. Have you noticed that? Kind of gone. I heard there was rumblings that they were having trouble casting it, and or maybe not casting it, but kind of cracking the story. Yeah. So I don't know. And it's hard to find an actor that actually has an iron fist. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. I mean, you could make one. How? Like cut off a man's hand and replace it with an iron fist. Oh, sure, 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 sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Who would do that? Probably Brendan Gleeson. (laughs) Brendan Gleeson would cut off. Yeah, no, he'd cut off. Yeah. (laughs) Great. Uh,. We saw another picture of Apocalypse this week. Which looks a lot better. That was tweeted to us that by a number of people. Amazing. Looks amazing, yeah. Be- so what is the... They must have tweaked it. Or that he kind of can morph into that. Right. Do you think any of that is a response to fan kind of backlash? Where you've just put a man in a purple suit? See, that's what I don't know how, how far into filming they are. Yeah. I think, no, they're done. They're finished. Hmm. I think we talked about that. So then they would have had to reshoot... 
I assume every scene that has apocalypse in it. No, I think they just CGI it. Huh. They don't need to do that anymore. We've got a computer. One computer in Hollywood. <laughs> I mean, it's computer. a very busy computer. It yeah. tends to overheat, so you've got to put a bag of like peas underneath it. To oh, cool sure, it yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. Hmm. I think it looks great, though. I think it looks... Even if... Look, I'm happy if we just see like Apocalypse as we did in that image that we saw in Entertainment Weekly or whatever it uh-huh. was. And then when he powers up or morphs, he changes into whatever that is. I don't care. I'm happy that he looks like that. Though. It may be kind of like a... Like an insectoid kind of thing, like he kind of sure. he's gradually changing into that over okay. a period of time or something like that, or maybe like he's maybe it's, he's like in like a like a reptile shedding skin kind of thing. Okay, because he was kind of more reptilian in that previous shot, I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was Power Rangery, but he was also kind of reptilian. Yeah. So maybe that's him kind of like molting. Okay, mm. I'm all for any of those things. I'm against the original photo, and I'm for this photo. So, <laughs> did you see the picture of Angel? He's even as got well? the weird lips, lips yeah, thing. Seems like he does. Yeah. Mm. Did you see the picture of Angel? No. Does he look bad? 80, yeah. Angel, Archangel. 80. Yes. Metal wings. I didn't see them. Mm. I think it was like an onset thing. Sure, it wasn't just some guy. No, no, it was definitely because it was left next to Olivia Munn's uh, Psylocke. Oh. Or whoever it, she's playing. She's playing Psylocke, isn't she? Yes. Great. <laughs> Very exciting times for movies, isn't it? I love movies. You do. I've seen you cheer in a theatre, <laughs> which I've never seen you do that. Have you ever done that? No. I've never done that either. Give me, give me an example of a time you've been in a movie and somebody's cheered for that movie. When we went and saw Rocky 6, I want to say Rocky Balboa? Yeah. Uh-huh. At the start, some guy went, yeah, Adrian, at the start, and nobody laughed, and then he shut up for the rest of the movie. That's Good. not really a cheer. <laughs> Wonder where he is now. Okay, look, if you sit next to any of your, any of your friend's mum when you're watching a DVD, she'll probably say cheer during whatever movie you're watching. Like, be like, you can do it, Captain America, or whatever. Huh. Or, who's that guy? Just, I don't know. <laughs> that one isn't a cheer either. No, not, no. <laughs> we hear more of that at football games. <laughs> who's that guy? <laughs> I'm saying it enthusiastically. Preacher. Oh yeah, so we we were talking about this pre look and before this we were like, should we mention this? And then I got a heart, like, bloody cider in me, and I'm like, yeah, let's mention this. So I was watching Nerdist News, yeah. uh, during the week, yeah, and they were saying that they had gotten a hold of AMC's preacher pilot script, yeah, and they were looking at it, and, and this is by gotten a hold. Do you think they were given it? I think they were given it, yeah, yeah, and. This so this is a direct a quote, and by direct script. quote, I mean misquote, because I can't really remember how it went. <laughs> sure. But they said, this script is really good because it diverts so much from the source material. That's what I'm looking for in a thing. Yeah, that's, that seems... <laughs> Look, I haven't read any of Preacher. It's one of those things I've been meaning to read yeah. for ages. But by all accounts, that is pretty much one of the most perfect comic book runs of all time. Look, it's not my favourite Garth Ennis work. My favourite is probably Hitman. It's probably my favourite, but... Yeah, you, you would bloody... You <laughs> son of... Anyway... But my favorite Hitman, not Agent Forty Seven Hitman, but DC yeah, Hitman. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I do like Preacher as well. Yeah, and you know, for a lot of people I know, that's mm. their favorite comic book series of all time. Sure, like me. Yeah, so it's it's odd, and you would be in an uproar that they're changing <laughs> it, and I think it's just I think it's very odd. Yeah. That so for people who don't know Preacher, essentially, um, he's a you know he's a Southern preacher, Jesse Custer. Uh, there is a a being called Genesis, which is the product of uh, it's, it's it's like the spawn of an angel and a, and a demon. Cool. And then it sort of comes down from heaven and it enters into the body of Jesse Custer and it does two things. One, it kills his entire congregation oh. and it gives him the power. It gives him 
what he calls the word of God. He can tell somebody to do something and they have to do it. Cool. Like he can say, count all the grains of sand on that beach and they have to go and do it kind of thing. Uh, but in apparently in this pilot script, How would you even do that? Like does it give you the, the means to do it? No. Oh. You just have to keep at it. If you lose count, you start again. Uh, and so anyway, so in, in the comic books, he because his congregation are killed senselessly, he's like, well, God is responsible for this. I'm going to find God. He's got a he's like got an ex girlfriend who's a like a hide killer yeah. and a and a vampire like an Irish vampire called Cassidy and they all go they they figure out that God is on Earth somewhere so they 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 sort of go on a road trip to kind of track him down okay and but in this in this pilot script apparently the the Genesis coming down to Earth and imbuing with his powers doesn't kill his congregation and so there's like so we just there's a lot of him like protecting his congregation. Now, I don't watch The Walking Dead, AMC's The Walking Dead, yeah. but there's a lot of buggering around, right? There's it's, too much buggering around. There's just a lot of wandering about. There's a lot of, it's, it's like those post-it note situations you're talking about where situations could be solved by just writing a clear explanation for on a post-it note and handing it to somebody. Right, exactly, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of, I don't know. It's, it, it, look, it gets a lot of acclaim and a lot of people like it, but it's not as good as the ratings the ratings are way better than that show is. Just reading a book of ratings <laughs> yes. is better than that. So, but, and, and there's, you know, there's, there's apparently like newer scenes of like Genesis going around the world and trying to find other hosts and all this okay. sort of stuff, which isn't in the comic books. And I don't know, it seems, look, here's my theory. <laughs> sure. I like Nerdist. I like all the stuff they do, but they, they've, they've got a pre existing relationship with AMC. Absolutely. They did Talking they Dead, they yep. did Talking Bad, which is sort of, you know, after the fact, talk shows about The Walking Dead and Breaking Bad and yeah. stuff like that. And I kind of think they've gone, we kind of want another one of those shows. Yep, yep. Let's... Let's not burn a bridge. Let's not burn a bridge. Let's be as positive as we can about yeah. this. You know what? And I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying it's going to be bad necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it's got Garth Ennis on board as like an executive producer, yeah. I think, and he's got, or a you know, story editor or something like that. Sure. And, you know, he... he probably, you know, has a hand in making it as good as it can be. But mm. look, I'm just saying. Well, well, Walking Dead has Robert Kirkman on board. Oh. But I feel like, again, that show could be way better than what it is. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, look, so I'm, all I'm saying is no one's ever said, I really like the look of this new comic book to TV or movie property because it diverges so exactly. much from the, from the That's weird original that the, series. Yeah, exactly. Specifically because they changed mm. a whole lot of stuff. But anyway, they're like, oh, the action looks cool, so it's fine. Looks cool when they read it. When they read it. When they read it and put it in their mind, television. (laughs) Did you know that Batman's role in Batman v Superman is apparently being beefed up, but at the expense of Superman's role in Batman v Superman? Ooh. V Superman? More specific, what do you got? That's all I got. It's the rumor that, look, Warner Brothers are so happy and enamored with Batman. They're like all that he's about, that Uh they're, they've cut back kind of this again, this is rumor that uh-huh. they've cut back Superman's role to make room for more Batman hmm. related Batmaning. Okay. Do you think that is, let's say hypothetically, if that's true, do you care? I want it half and half. Yeah. I want it half and half. Too. And I understand that the last one was man of steel. Yes. And Superman's got to take center stage there. And the next one's going to be Batman and yep. blah, blah, blah. And, but I, I think, I think you want an half and half in this. Yeah. Like, I mean, they are establishing a new Batman, I guess. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people going into this will be like, is this the same Batman as in the other Batman? Yeah, like, and I yeah. think also maybe Batman is the cash cow. Absolutely. Like, I, don't know, I don't know how many lunchboxes Superman sells, I, mm. but movie-wise, yeah. there's been a couple. There, there was 
Superman Returns. Yep. And that's it. And Man of Steel. Yeah. But there's been, you know, five Batman movies and then five Nolan Batman, uh, three Nolan Batman movies and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly, yeah. He's the the movie seller Batman, so, you know what I mean? You're right. I Uh, am. I hope this doesn't, I don't know, I'd like to see a really, really good Superman movie Mm. and I just, I'm... I'm skeptical. Watch Man of Steel, my friend. That's what you should do. I like a lot of Man of Steel, uh-huh. uh, but it's not perfect. You are still having some trouble. <laughs> I am with your Superman kill count. It'll video. be up by now. I'd oh, imagine. Yes. But yeah, I'm uh-huh. definitely. Just know, listeners, when you watch that, it's torturing him. It's probably torturing <laughs> him right now, even though it's out. He's like, "Did I do the right thing with my video?" <laughs> I probably you didn't. didn't. One of the one of the big things I think point of contention will that be is. I and, I and I messaged you. Aside from him smashing down the city, uh-huh. which cannot be calculated. Yeah. Thank you to everybody who's been emailing to help me with that. But there's no actual way of working out how many deaths he is responsible for uh-huh. out of all of that. Yeah. But I put in the one where, or well, I think I, unless I chickened out, where Ursula, um, he drains Ursula of her powers in Superman two, and Lois Lane punches her, and she falls into a pit of nothingness, and he watches it happen. Yes. But your explanation was. Any death that happens in the room that he is in yep. is on him. I feel that's true. Yeah. Like, you know, with Superman's, you know, his his dilemma mm. isn't that he can't save everybody in the world. Yeah. Right? Because obviously, even with his superpowers, he can't. Yeah. He his his greatest fear is that he's there with somebody and they're dying and he can't stop that. Like happened in that comic. The like in the, comic. in the Hitman, yeah, exactly. exactly. And so yeah, like I feel that if Superman is in a room with somebody and they're dying, and he could unless it's like a heart attack or something yeah. like that. Yeah, and if he could obviously stop that and he yeah. doesn't, that's on him. Yep. Like there's no like they're super criminals, but they're still you know sentient beings, and he yeah. wouldn't want to kill them. Yeah. So he would rescue her. Yes. But he doesn't. Yes. So that's on him. And I know there is a cut of that where they survive. Yeah. But not in not in the the real kind of. The Richard Donner. The Richard Donner. Or either, I, either of the versions. I don't think I've ever seen No, sorry. Of... In the Richard Donner cut, he reverses time and they're trapped back, back in the Phantom Zone. But in the theatrical cut, huh. he doesn't rescue them or anything. They just die. So I may have only... See, I've only seen one of them. So mm. I must have seen the Richard Donner one because I, the, I, that's the finale I remember is that they end up back in the Phantom Zone. Weird. Yeah. Mm. And with non... It was another henchman. Yep. He jumps to He's his death. He's the big one, yeah. Yeah, he goes to fly and he can't, yep. and he falls to his death. Again, he could have caught him, but not only that, that's like cutting the brake lines in someone's car yes. and then them going into a tree. Yep. Like, you still, you still caused that. Mm. Anyway, look, I'm interested to see what people think, though, about that, regardless. Yeah. Look, I'll, I'll save you some time and some trouble. You got it wrong. <laughs> that's all right. Yeah. Uh, now, did you listen to Jedi Council? I think I mentioned before. Should I have done that? It's a really good uh, podcast. It's just all Star Wars. You've thrown this. Once you, a week. you bloody ambushed me with this. Sorry. Have you watched, have you listened to Jedi Council of no. the fifty thousand podcasts? <laughs> have you listened to this specific one? I should have said. Have I mentioned it? No. No. And it's really good. Christian Harloff runs it. It's a, it's have a you collider. seen? There's a recent press photo of the current crop of NASA astronauts. They're all dressed as Jedi. No. And they've all got different colored lightsabers. I've Track that down that. on the internet. It's okay, pretty good. good. But they're all wearing classic brown Jedi robes. They're wearing like prequel robes. Is this show just going to be each of us asking if we've seen? Yes, it, it is. <laughs> this is what we're doing. This is this is this week. Just all one upmanship. Yep. Yeah. But anyway, uh, Christian Huloff, who, who runs that, he it was informed by a source that apparently episode seven, yes, 
uh, is going to have the teaser for Rogue One, which is the Star Wars spinoff, at after the the credits. Oh, so that would be pretty sweet. Yeah. Do you remember? Yeah, like, because I'm trying to think. The Matrix did that, didn't they? Yes, they With did. Yeah. Two and th- between two and three. Yes, uh, they did. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And there was also talk of DC maybe doing it, but I think that they were going to. That was the rumor that they were going to do a cliffhanger at the end of every movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, won't we? <laughs> yeah. But um, what do you think of that? Great. I think it's I think it's smart to put the trailer out or the teaser out for the next Star Wars movie after because they might forget about Star Wars if you exactly. don't put a trailer out after the, <laughs> no, the Star mean, Wars you're currently watching you'll forget about Star Wars. I mean, Rogue One comes out next December of next year. Yes. So technically, if they were going to go by the rules of what they did for this one coming up, they'd put the trailer out in like November or December, whenever mm-hmm. they did, like a year before. Yeah, yeah. But they shouldn't put the trailer for the new for the next Star Wars out before the, even the latest one is going to come out. Yes. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to Star Wars. Me Are too, you? kinda. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Star Wars. But again, I've had one cider, so <laughs> <laughs> just make sure you have. Just make sure you have one cider. <laughs> have one cider before you oh, go see Star okay, Wars. Good point. Yeah, you'll well, be yeah. bloody enthused, mate. You see the picture of Hawk Girl and Hawk Man? I did see that. Yeah, not Hawk Woman. No, I guess not. Oh, that's what it says. Uh, they're going to debut in uh, both the Arrow and the Flash, and then and then Legends of Tomorrow, which actually started filming. It'll be out early next year. Are they going to be main characters in Legends of Tomorrow? I assume so. Huh. I mean, we'll have to wait. Until... How did they not appear in the trailer? Probably appear in the second episode. <laughs> um, no, I think that trailer was shot. Well, they've only just started filming the series. Oh, okay. So maybe that was from the pilot. If they did a pilot, I have no idea. Or maybe that was just a little promo they kind huh. of made. But mm. but whatever. Yeah. yeah. You look, you're looking forward to Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, kind of. Sure. I don't know. Look, I'm I'm looking forward to uh, the Prison Break Brothers <laughs> appearing in it, and uh, Brandon Routh as the yep. Atom. Yep. Um, anybody else I can kind of take a leave, I guess. You got the bloody time traveling guy Rory from bloody Doctor Who. Doctor Who. What's yeah. his name? Um. Oh, uh, Rip Hunter. Rex Manning. Rex. <laughs> yes. You've seen Empire Records, right? Yes. Not as good as you'd think it would was. Right. <laughs> People built it up. It's people's favourite movie. When I saw that, when I was like a teenager, I was like, this is exactly the best movie. Well, when I saw... No, I'm not going to... No one up my chip. Um, look, the, it now, it's Hawkman and Hawkgirl, they definitely fit in that universe. Yeah. Like, aesthetically, they've gone like, okay, leather uniform. What colours do we have left? Brown. <laughs> Let's do it. You don't even have to dye a brown leather. Yeah. I'm assuming just leather's just brown, right? Well, it's more, a, more an ecru. We had to dye it brown. You one up in me with colours that yes, I don't I am. know. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Great. Did you hear? This is the last bit of news. Okay. King Kong is moving um, to Warner Brothers away from Universal, who were making it. Okay. So this is the Skull Island movie that's coming yes. out. But the <laughs> is reason it called th- King Kong Skull Island now. What is it? I think it's just called Skull Island. Okay. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But the main reason they're doing that is because Warner Brothers also have Godzilla. Godzilla, yeah. King Kong, oh, together. finally, yeah. Well, again, for the done first it time. Yes. Have you seen that one? No, just clips. I of haven't it. either. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't trying to what up you. Yeah. I was a bit, but <laughs> but we both. I've seen lost. more clips than you <laughs> That's have. All right. True. Yeah. What do you think of that? I don't. What? Here's the thing. <laughs> Size discrepancy. Yes. Like that's current Godzilla is the biggest Godzilla. Yeah. And I feel that current King Kong yeah. isn't the biggest King Kong even. But we haven't seen current King Kong. Oh. Because Skull Island... Is he literally hundreds of feet tall? <laughs> well, that's, that's, that's my question. Because that kind of takes away from King Kong if he's that big. 
Because the point is he's supposed to be able to pick up a person in his hand and like yeah, yeah, yeah. kiss a little blonde woman or whatever right, exactly, and yeah. go ice skating yeah. on his butt. I mean, this, yes, <laughs> the size of, of King Kong has varied quite wildly. Yes. I, th- I, can't, I think they... Was there an explanation in the original Godzilla versus King Kong as to why... You've seen more clips than me, mate. Yeah, that's a good point. I should know, shouldn't I? Let's assume... There's probably some kind of shrink or growy ray. Growy ray, Look, yeah. it wouldn't be a shrink ray. They're not shrinking anyone down, are they? No, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> but then, no, because it'd be growy ray, because then you could also pay less to make smaller buildings. Okay, yeah, that's that they a good could point. stomp, yeah, you know what I mean? That's a very good Otherwise, point. you have to build slightly larger right. fake little buildings. That's right. So... What about if it was like... Regular size King, King Kong's got no chance. No. Atomic breath. He'd bloody shoot it down the throat and then tear King Kong's head off. <laughs> King Kong is essentially a gorilla. I mean, he is a gorilla. Yeah. That's that's it. That's all he's got. Yeah. And he's furry. Yes. He'd just burst into flames. <laughs> just imagine just a imagine just a, a large gorilla yeah. just surrounded in blue fire, just frantically <laughs> running from Skull Island to leap into the ocean because he's just burning to, to a cinder. You know what I mean? Do you not want to see that? No, I do now. <laughs> I'm going to watch the clip. In like 20 years' time, I'll watch the clip. The other thing that... The other question I have about this is Skull Island is a prequel to King Kong. Yes. So does that mean that Skull Island is set in the modern day and Godzilla is... like, And it's all set now? Or is it like... Because Godzilla's been around for, for years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, thousands of millions of years so is it set back in the 1930s or whenever i think it might have to be yeah yeah because yeah no because you know we we know that in the new godzilla timeline they Mm. tried to kill him in the 50s with nuclear blast they did near an island yes king kong's from an island it's all coming together tropical island is he it's like a jungle island that's tropical yeah i guess they visited in winter now imagine (laughs) it in summer you're right What about this? Regular size King Kong. Yes. Godzilla, but there's like 50 King Kong. So it's like fighting a barrel of monkeys. Oh, that's very good. Yeah. That explains why there's only one King Kong now. Because he's bloody... They've all burnt... It's just 90 minutes of... It's just 90 minutes of Godzilla just burning little (laughs) King Kongs. I don't know how they're going to make this work. I'm sure sure they can. What if it's more a team up? Okay. Who are they going to fight? Mothra. Maybe Mothra's he's a, good a guy. dickhead, mate. Yeah, that's true. Godzilla's got that. They don't need... Yeah, yeah. He's, Look, I re- he's, he's a moth. I'm going to say team up. Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to say classic superhero team like up, like a Jurassic World style team up, like happened at the end of Jurassic World with the raptor and the T Rex. Yes, kind of. Okay. I reckon they fight for a bit, yep. then they're mates. Okay, that classic, the classic team, the classic Superman versus Batman. Okay, fight for a while, then they're mates, and mate, you know, and you can you can have them, you can have Godzilla. What you could do is you could have. A, a brief fight sequence yep. where it seems they're evenly matched. Yeah. Like God's, like King Kong is fast, faster and you kind of leap about him and sure. leap on his back and stuff. Yeah. And then they realise that they've got the mutual goal of stopping the monster. Yeah. But you you know, like as leaving the cinema, you go, hey, hang on, if that fight went on 30 more seconds, <laughs> yeah. King Kong would just be torn to shreds. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, I'm, I got this. I've written this movie. Okay, how about this? Yes. The villain is a mech that's gone rogue. Oh, in the 30s and 1930s, oh, steampunk, man, steampunk mech. <laughs> yes. Yeah, all those, whatever. Yeah, great. We've written this. I guess I want to see it. I want to see how they do it. Cut us the check, Universal or Paramount or Warner Brothers, Brothers. or whichever one you are. Yeah. Great, we did it. It's interesting that Warner, uh, that Universal gave up that, though. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway, they've, I mean, they've got Furious 7s and 
they've got Jurassic World as well. They got a bunch of stuff. So mm. and Minions. That's a that's a people love their Minions. Thing, Something about bananas. I haven't seen it. I don't know. Is <laughs> that up? No, Minions are like no, but they like bananas. I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen it either. I've seen I've seen fewer clips than you. I win. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I've seen the first one. Yep. It's called Despicable Me. Yes. And I didn't see the sequel or the mm. Minions. Okay. But they like bananas, so I'm told. Mm. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. You've probably heard this or maybe you've even experienced it. A business gets to a certain size and then the cracks start to emerge. Things that used to take like a day and now taking a week. There's too many manual processes just grinding away and you don't have that one source of truth. If this is you, you should know these three numbers. 37,025, 37,000. That's the number of businesses which have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and a whole lot more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less. Close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. So you get a customized solution for all of your KPIs, key performance indicators, in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. Everything you need to grow, all in one place. NetSuite allows you to have the power of all the information in one place to help you make more effective decisions as quickly as possible so you can keep moving, keep building, keep growing, or have more time off, whatever it is that you're looking to do. Right now, download NetSuite's popular KPI checklist designed to give you consistently excellent performance absolutely free at netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. That's netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet to get your own KPI checklist. netsuite.com slash weeklyplanet. When picking a commerce platform for your business, you got two choices. You got this. God damn it, son of a b- What the f*** is happening here? Or... Sales. Now, I prefer the... Don't you? And I'm sure you do too. Because that's the sound you'll hear when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. That's online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Shopify is the best all-in-one commerce platform capable of handling your business's complexity no matter how big you grow. Set up Shopify and harness the best converting checkout and the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands like Rothy's, Ruggable, Allbirds, Nix, Cotton, Magnolia, so many. Now, you might be thinking, sure, but migrating all of this is going to be a headache. Well, Shopify's app store has the migration apps you need to migrate your product, plus orders, customers, and more from every major e-commerce platform to Shopify. And look, maybe you're something like me. You know, you're one of those, don't put me in a box, people. I'm always saying that to people. I'm saying, don't put me in this box. If you put me in this box, I'm just going to have to get out of the box. You're wasting your time. 
put the box away. And thankfully, with Shopify, this will never be the case because you get to control your brand and business. All of that is always in your hands from your storefront look to your back office operations. Because look, have you ever been checking out from an online store and you got to pull out your credit card, you type in all the numbers and you're like, oh, which, oh, this card's expired. Oh, where's that other, where's my wallet? Oh, Well, the Shopify store, it actually remembers your shipping address and payment information. So if, say, you're on the couch or I'm on the couch, we're on different couches, and my wallet's like, I, I don't even know where my wallet is, but it's somewhere else. Then I don't even have to get up. I can just stay there. I love not getting up. So stop leaving sales on the table. Switch your business to Shopify and discover why millions trust Shopify as their all-in-one commerce platform to build, grow, and run their business. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet, all lowercase. That's one month for just $1 at shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Shopify.com slash weeklyplanet. Insert cha-ching sound effect. All right, okay, so we already know how ExpressVPN protects your privacy and security online. We all know that. We don't need to get into it. But there is something you might not know. You can also use ExpressVPN to unlock movies and shows that are only available in other countries. Now, maybe you're like me. You watch too much TV. People always say to you, James, you watch too much TV, you're ignoring your family. And maybe you get to the point where you've run out of stuff to watch on Netflix. But here's the thing, using ExpressVPN, I was able to take a look at a bunch of movies that are not available in my country. I changed my location to the UK, refresh Netflix, and all of a sudden I could watch Dune, Top Gun Maverick, The Martian, Morbius. It was Morbin time, everyone. You see, ExpressVPN, it lets you control where you want sites to think you're located. You can choose from over 100 countries. So just think of all the Netflix libraries that you can go through. Do you love Korean dramas? Use ExpressVPN to watch Parasite off South Korean Netflix. But it's not just Netflix. ExpressVPN works on any streaming service. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube... You name it. There are hundreds of VPNs out there, but the reason I use ExpressVPN to watch shows is because it's ridiculously fast. There's never any buffering or lag, and you can stream in HD no problem. ExpressVPN also works on all your devices, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and more, so you can watch what you want on the go or on a big screen. So if you want to get access to hundreds of new shows and movies, use our link right now, expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet, where you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet. expressvpn.com slash weeklyplanet to learn more. All right, that's all the news for this week, Mason. Do you want to do a segment? Let's do a segment. Well, we've been talking about uh, various bits and pieces. We like to do that. No, but um, we're going to talk about comic books this week. You love comic (laughs) books, though. They're your favorite thing. Yeah, but I well, I was thinking that um, you know Marvel's currently doing this sort of the secret, this Secret Wars massive massive crossover, oh, yeah. and they're essentially they're killing the Ultimate Universe. Yes, finally, <laughs> like th- they attempted to do it with Ultimatum, where they essentially had this massive cataclysm destroy the whole world. Yep, that didn't work for some reason. Then like they they're writing it. How does it not work? I don't know. <laughs> Just kept sticking around. I don't know. Maybe Stan Lee was like, "Oh no, I think it's got more." No, it doesn't, Stan. And then they bloody they bloody killed original recipe Spider Man. Yep, that didn't work. Yep. Now they're just like, "Yeah, oh, just erase it from history or something." I don't know. 
None of us understand how secret rules. What are we worked. doing? Yeah. yeah, and we're all uh, also. I think a few weeks ago we were talking about you know the, the slate of movies, comic book superhero yeah. movies that are going to come out in the next couple of years, and we noticed that there's some Valiant movies there. Is, there. Yeah. Like Valiant is the the comic book company that will not die. <laughs> like it will. Like it. It just keeps coming back. Yeah, yeah. I, I like him, but you yeah, know. you're a big fan. But yeah, I mean. Um, so I I thought maybe this week we could talk about like comic book universes that don't exist anymore. Sure. And look, I'm going to rate them. We we talk about it. We'll just throw some stuff in here. I don't have any notes. I'm just going to wing it. Uh, but, People have been asking this as well. Yeah, get, we get a lot of emails about this. Look, I'm, it's basically going to be a, a lot of hey, remember this, and you can be like no, and I might. You're, re- you're going to win this. You yeah, planned this. I'm, you won up. You're going to one up me for forty. That's minutes. right. Um, and then and I might well, tell you what we can recommend. Some of the stuff you should you should maybe. Tr- Try and track down. You can or not track it. down, and maybe I'll rate them on how much I wish they were coming back. Okay, or, or not coming back. <laughs> Great. You got uh, any, do you want to start with Valiant? Or do you want you to know, let's start with, with the Ultimate Universe. So you can you can talk about a little bit about sure. that. What do you think about the Ultimate Universe just generally? Spider Man's pretty good. Yeah, great. The rest of it can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll see. The, no, the, it's not all bad. It's yeah, not. It's, I mean. I think, yeah, go ahead. Good intentions to start with, but it quickly fell off the rails. Yeah, I mean, for for people who who haven't been across the Ultimate Marvel Universe, essentially like a decade or so ago, Marvel were like... Comics are confusing. Comics are really confusing. We we have this universe of characters Mm. that uh, they've all been around for decades. They all have relationships with one another. They all, you know, and, and... Readers are supposed to know that inherently, like how does Spider-Man, you know, think about Wolverine and whatever kind yeah. of thing. What does he think about Wolverine? They're on board, they're mates. Good, but you wouldn't know that if you just picked one up. And no. you, you, anyway, <laughs> so and and I think also because a lot of Marvel properties, like their origins, were back in the '60s, and so you think of the origin of Spider-Man. He's mm. there, you know, at Midtown High or whatever, and he's got his argyle vest and his bow tie and his glasses and his mm. weird hair, and he's hanging out with Harry Osborn, who's got his weird hair, even and his argyle hair. vest and his glasses and his bow tie, or whatever. And, and you people, only know who's who because they say their names. Yeah, to each exactly. Other. And and I think Marvel will like well, sales are flagging a little bit. Yeah, let's maybe it's because people can't relate to these characters so much anymore; they don't understand the continuity. Mm. So we'll have this continuity-free reboot of the universe like a modern day reboot yeah and for a while it went really well yeah and it was interesting because it was initially they were saying okay this universe isn't going to turn out like the original like it could go in any direction you Mm. want but i think ultimately maybe fan demand made it go in exactly the direction it it went before like initially you know there, there was some there was some interesting twists like i think uh like uh, Spider Man had a relationship with Kitty Pride, I think, okay. from the X Men, which was a new. Might have been Kitty Pride, someone else, someone else. But you know, <laughs> and it was kind of you know, the, oh, we're we're taking these, we've given these characters new relationships and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. then eventually, it sort of became this race to add as many ultimate versions of all the characters as possible. Sure. So in in attempting to have this universe that was free of continuity mm. and like you know you know uncluttered with all these extraneous characters, mm. they made it. Just as cluttered in like a like a quarter of the time in in years less time like twenty five years less time yeah, like yeah. you know the people are like oh my god what is you know we've got Ultimate Spider Man we've got Ultimate Fantastic Four what does Ultimate Deadpool mm. look like and so somebody had to sort of rush in and oh who's going to do that is the is it the X Men writers they going to do it or you know okay. the Ultimates or whatever or 
Was that exciting initially to be like, oh, what is that person? Yeah, kind of. Like? Yeah. yeah, or like Ultimate Venom. What's Ultimate Venom going to be like? Because we didn't have the original Secret Wars. So it's just a that? bigger version of Venom. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> but he was a he was a science experiment. That's true. Recall. Yeah, he was. Yeah. yeah. But and then it sort of it, it, the race was so big that it, that's a better origin. Yeah, <laughs> it really. Is. Yeah. The the better the, than the movie. Yeah, mm. but it it the race got so intense. I think that it there are there are actually if you look hard enough there are actually kind of over like sometimes they've doubled up oh. on characters like there's a the there was a, a two limited series Ultimate Secret and Ultimate Nightmare mm. which had sort of Galactus arriving you know the ultimate version oh, of he's Galactus. like a nanobot cloud yeah and he's he? like a nanobot cloud of sort of probes and stuff like that sure and like that that intro you know Galactus has to have a Silver Surfer yeah so initially the Silver Surfers were kind of these probes that they sent out originally like these silver probes that could sort of become silver humanoid forms okay and they sort of started death cults around the world that was their that was their opening move okay but then then like a couple of years later the create you know ultimate uh, ultimate universe creators were just like you know we could probably just use a regular silver surfer so they just put in a regular <laughs> silver surfer again so there's no there's what what's the why the kind of what do you yeah yeah. So, the, yeah, so it's amazing how quickly they kind of ha- hamstrung themselves with yeah, their own, really, their yeah. own continuity. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, yeah. As, as, so the idea was to have like a crisp, clean new universe. New slate, yeah. And they basically just made two really complicated universes. Boy, did they ever, yeah. And <laughs> what, what do you like from it, though? Look, I like... We've talked about Mark Miller on this show before. Yeah. Mark Miller was sort of behind the Ultimates, which was like the Ultimate Universe version of the Avengers. Yep. And I think a lot of that carried over to... The Avengers, the movie version of the Avengers. Okay. We got kind of like a modern take on a lot of those characters, which I think were kind of stuffy. Captain America's the president. Yeah. Isn't he in that version? Uh, at some point, I think, I think he, is, he is, yeah. yeah. But look, uh, the characterization of Captain America, they didn't keep a hold of, which I think is for the best. He's kind of, he's a little bit xenophobic. Oh, really? Yeah, he's kind of, yeah. Do you think because they were like, well, Captain people think Captain America's boring because he's just a war veteran and a straight up and probably, down guy. So I they're think like, that's probably yeah, yeah. we'll just make him xenophobic. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. interesting. But I think like elements of like, there's a storyline, ultimate storyline where Thor is the the sort of the world is tricked into thinking Thor is just a regular guy who's stolen some like super soldier equipment and that's okay. why you know he thinks he's Thor and etc. And that sort of carried over into the movie where yeah, everybody just thought he was this lunatic trying yeah. to steal a hammer kind of thing, you know. <laughs> Absolutely, and as we know, the new Fantastic Four movie is—it's essentially it's the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate version, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Yeah, probably not for the best. No. Well, you know what? I don't mind that version, yes. but that's yeah. Mm. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, yeah. You know what? This is this is off topic, but I, I don't know. No, let's mostly do off topic sure. because if I'm honest with you, a lot of these again, I haven't got any notes, <laughs> and a lot of this is just going to be like, hey, bloody, how about? There was this one, hey? Absolutely. There was this guy and this guy. You know what I mean? Somebody, somebody wrote it. I can't remember who it was like this week and said, "Like, why do you like Superman so much?" Uh-huh. And this is like for the same reason I like Captain America. Yeah. What makes them interesting to me is not when they get all edgy and cool and or and whatever. I like that they're they're very straight down the line and they have this unbreakable moral moral code uh-huh. and they will keep that code. No, despite being faced with insurmountable odds. Yes, and the, and it's it's interesting to me watching them how they can keep that code or even bend it a little bit without breaking it yeah, yeah. in certain situations. That's why I like them. Mm. Like I don't think they're I don't think they're they're boring characters, but I think the way you gotta write those stories is you obviously the situation they're in has to be more interesting. I mean it's Yeah. Does that does that make sense? No, that makes a lot of sense. And I think a lot of people will say, Oh, why can't, you know, Superman be edgier or whatever and you know, all that but I think that there's at this point there's enough 
sort of homages to Superman around. Yeah. That if you want to, if you want to see, oh, what 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 would happen if Superman, you know, went insane because he couldn't handle the pressure and he just started killing. Mm. Well, we've got irredeemable. Exactly. Or, or what if you know Superman was just a super cool dude and he was drawn by Rob Liefeld? Well, that's supreme. You yeah. know What I mean? That's kind Absolutely, of any yeah. variation of these characters you can we, have. Yeah, yeah, we talk about them. Yeah. We should do that episode. Well, I mean, point. if we we can talk about that, um, a, a universe. Some of these are going to be universes. Like I, when we're talking about defunct kind of comic book universes, yeah. not necessarily publishers, yeah, because they wouldn't necessarily have a shared universe. Sure, but some maybe I will talk about that because who knows? Because I've got a weird, <laughs> weird stuff written down. But uh, a, a universe that's actually a, a Marvel imprint mm. uh, was called Supreme Power. Okay, it was in the two thousands. Sure. So in if we're talking about a you know a Superman kind of character, mm. where would you know what would what would happen if you decided to be a blah blah blah? blah. There, there was um. In the 70s, Marvel created a team of superheroes called the Squadron Supreme, mm. which were essentially a, a shameless rip-off slash parody of the Justice League. Great. And I think it was kind of a case of like, we'll introduce them and they'll be kind of like bumbling versions of, of the Justice League and we'll show that the Avengers are better and blah, blah, blah. Right. But like we had Hyperion, who was the kind of the Superman. We had Nighthawk, who was Batman. Mm. We had the Flash analog in The Wizard, yes. who wore a yellow costume. yes. Unfortunate. We had Doctor <laughs> Spectrum, who was Green Lantern, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. Mm. Uh, and 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 they existed in sort of a parallel universe. Sure. And they there was actually a, a storyline in there, sort of that one of their later appearances where they do. You know, it, it's it was sort of a Justice League story in the sense of it's these people who have amazing technology and amazing powers, mm. and they're like people always say, well, you know, what what would Superman do if he could? Why why doesn't Superman just end all war and end all crime and do all this sort of stuff. They've got all the powers. And it was a storyline where they actually, you know, they did that. It was this universe where they're like, well, we've got these, you know, we've got the ability to alter people's brainwaves and we can do all this sort of stuff. So let's, let's do that. And it's kind of a, a universe where that all fall, all sort of fell apart. Okay. Kind of thing. But anyway, in, in the two thousands, they uh, Marvel on Marvel's max imprint, they did a, a series called Supreme power, mm. which was the modern day reinterpretation of that. And it was sort of a, a universe where we had a, a Superman-like character who came to Earth as a baby, yeah. But instead of uh, this, instead of his capsule being recovered by a kindly couple in Kansas, mm. it was recovered by the U.S. government, right. who then raised him on this sort of diet of propaganda of the uh, United States okay. being the best and blah blah blah. Mm. And then, uh, you know, he finally discovered the illusion of the world, and he sort of broke out and he went rogue. And it was nice. the start of this. You, I know exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And it was kind of. It was this. You know, it's the Max imprint. So it was. It was mature ages, which means swearing and blood. Good people getting their heads punched off. Nice. And look, it. it this is a universe that I wish kept going. Yeah. Because it built up a, a great mythology, and then we never got a payoff because the series uh, ended. Okay. Like because we had. Spoiler alert for all these, by the way. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So but basically, we had. We had this guy, you know, he, he develops these powers and he starts, you know, solving problems in the world called mm. and he's you know, he's Hyperion. And yep. then all of a sudden we see these other superheroes start popping up in the world. We see Doctor Spectrum who's used like a, an element of his you know, his spaceship and it's given him incredible powers. Right. We see this woman, Power Princess, who is Wonder Woman, mm. who has sort of emerged from a you know, a hibernation to sort of re explore the world. Cool. And we have like other superheroes popping up. And then we it's sort of 
we discover later on in this series that the reason some of these heroes are popping up is because his spaceship, when it was arriving on Earth, sort of seeded DNA across the world okay. to develop these superheroes. Yeah. And we, we, get the, we get the sense that they're, they're all intended as opponents for him. Oh, as to right. sort of to train him up for something, uh, but we never, never find what out what it is. Ah. You know what I'm talking about? That sounds amazing. That's a really yeah. Good it was idea. really good. Yeah. And eventually they were like, well, they, but they they, was, they joined forces. Obviously, some of them did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah. And then like so, so some of them, yeah. So they eventually, despite the ultimate universe's rule that they would never cross over with anything, they actually crossed over with the the supreme power universe okay. in this ultimate power crossover. So that was the rule for ultimates. It wasn't just the regular Marvel universe. It was any universe. That's I understand it. Yeah, it was like, because really? the okay. idea would be that it was like self-contained yeah. and kind of no multiple dimensions. It was too complicated, sure. et cetera, et cetera. But then, yeah, so they crossed over and then eventually Nick Fury ended up in the supreme power universe. And then that just, that, that was just a loose thread that was left hanging. So he's there still? No, he just came he back. Came, he just came back. He's just, I'm fine. I'm Samuel L. Jackson. I don't, you know. Don't worry about it. I got this. <laughs> so, uh, man, yeah, well, there's another example of something that's come over from the movies, obviously. the Samuel L. Jackson movies, version, yeah. I should say, yeah, yeah. Because that was totally his idea. Absolutely. They totally got his permission to have Nick Fury look exactly like him in the We've comic We've talked books. about this before, but that is the story that both Marvel and Samuel L. Jackson tell. Yes. Now, yeah. but years ago before, I remember reading this and you remember this as well, before Samuel L. Jackson was cast as Nick Fury, they said, hey, what do you think about them using your likeness or whatever? And he's like, yeah, that's weird, isn't it? Like yeah. he, wasn't, he wasn't unhappy about it, but he's... I I remember I recall a, like a reaction video. Okay. I don't think that's true though. I think I've made that up in my head. Sure. But I kind of recall like a reaction video of like somebody in a red carpet handing him a comic book and being like, "What do you think about this?" And he thinks for a second he's looking in a mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. exactly. Yeah, great. No, I don't. I mean, who cares? I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. Well, neither of us are Samuel L. Jackson or that's Nick correct. Fury. So, what about know. this Valiant universe that won't die though? Oh well, Valiant. Hmm. Well, Valiant's ongoing. It's not really defunct, but we can no. talk about it a little bit. Sure. Um, so uh, Valiant started as... Oh, boy, where, where can we go for this? It was kind of, it's kind of... Open the Wikipedia. We'll just read it. I will not. I refuse. <laughs> I will not. Well, it started... There was some... Valiant started with some original characters and some, some, some like older characters from Gold Key Comics, which is this comic book... Uh, company in the 50s. Yeah. They did a lot of licensed stuff. They did like Star Trek comics and stuff like that. But they also did like Turok Son of Stone, which became Turok Dinosaur Hunter. They did Magnus Robot Wait, Fighter. that was before the video game. Yeah. It was I like in the, like in the 60s, that. I want to say. Okay. Cool. Uh, maybe 70s. Maybe 80s. Maybe. Listen. Uh, they did Magnus Robot Fighter, <laughs> yep. which of course became Magnus Robot Fighter. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of the stuff, uh, I, I don't know, I was a big fan back in the day, but Valiant was a lot harder to get when I was a kid. Like, here in particular? Here in particular, yeah, yeah, so yeah. I didn't read it. So I, I read a lot of unconnected issues. There was sure. like, you know, you, you'd have your Eternal Warriors, yeah. those, them, them crazy immortal types. You had Shadow Man, you had... Bloodspot. Bloodshot. Bloodshot. That's the, I've read, I'm reading that at the moment yeah, as well. That's really pretty bad. good, right? That's really good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so... <laughs> Are you going through the Wikipedia? That's no, no, no. I'm just, I was just, no, I was just yeah. up something Look, later. Um, I don't know. I'm glad they're back. They were acquired by Acclaim back in the day. The video they, game they became, Yeah, they became Acclaim Comics. Okay. But that's Acclaim overreached. Like they they got into like sports entertainment as well. Oh, okay. And the video and comic books and stuff. And I think they they just folded. They flew. And then like a couple a couple of years ago, sun. just some billionaires were like, hey, hey, remember Valiant? <laughs> 
Like we're ima- billionaires. Imagine, imagine two of us, but successful. They were like, "Hey, remember? Remember?" I cannot imagine. No, that. exactly. You can't do it. But they were like, "Hey, let's bring it back." And they started with Harbinger. Yep. And which uh, I heard is good. Harbinger is really good. Yeah. Here's the thing: because they're going to bring back, they're 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 invested in some movie properties. They're going to yeah. do Harbinger. Yep. They're going to do Bloodshot, and then yep. then they're going to team them up with a Harbinger Wars. Yep. Harbinger is very good. It's yes. very well written, but it's kind of a generic setting. What do you mean by like that? Like it's kind of it's a it's a young man and he discovers that he has amazing, you know, telekinetic psionic abilities and then he's brought in by like a corrupt businessman who's also, you know, got psionic abilities yeah, and he's got a and he rebels against him, he's got a ragtag team of misfits and blah blah blah. Sounds like everything I've ever seen. Exactly. So what I'm but saying it's well is well written. I th- yeah, so yeah. it's well written. So I think well written. Well written. <laughs> but I think the key is going to be Get good character actors yep, yep. and kind of make them make all these characters very memorable. Sure. Otherwise, it might get kind of, like it might become kind of a push or a, that's exactly the movie I was thinking. Sounds of like when push, you were right? That. Yeah. yeah that's so they're exactly really going to have to. Mm. Yeah. Which I haven't actually seen. Have you seen mm. Push? No, I also haven't seen Push. It's on my Netflix list. Maybe it's great. We don't know. <laughs> I bet it's okay. Yeah, yeah. It's got Chris Evans. So mm. how bad can it be? Fantastic <laughs> Four was pretty bad. Yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I mean, all of them. Mm, yeah. What was that universe? I remember you talking about ages ago on the show where somebody had all the different universes in glass orbs. Boy. Oh, some shit. You've made that up. No, it's a real thing. No, you've made it up. Because that's what kicked up this whole thing. I remember there was an episode where you said, I'd like to talk about this at some, this is probably like, 70 episodes ago. Oh, right. Well, then I don't remember. I don't remember <laughs> what happened last episode. That's a good point. Mm. What about, um, what about, look, image isn't defunct, but no. image took a big hit for yes. not being very good in the 90s. Well, for more <laughs> focus on style over substance. Absolutely, yeah. And Image now is pretty amazing. Like yeah, some totally, of the best yeah. stuff comes out of Image. Mm. Like Invincible, which was one of my favorite ongoing ongoing series, obviously an Image comic. But you know, you had you, like you had your bloody Spawn and you had your bloody other- Yeah, I mean the original lineup for for Image mm. Was a lot of style over substance. Yeah, like it was kind of because it was kind of the the big it was the big name artists of mm. all the mainstream sort of of the Marvel and DC. Yeah, who, who who believed they were getting a raw deal at those companies, and they kind of were. Yeah, absolutely. Because the 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 ethos at the like Marvel and DC has always been, and it's changed a little bit now. Mm. But the ethos has always been. Everybody there works for a page rate. Yep. So like you work, you do your day's work, you do your pages, mm. you get paid for that, and that's it. Like yep. if you create a character, they own the character, they make all the profits off the character. The great. How, how would the duck switcheroo? Classic Preci- example precisely. Of that. Yeah. Or you know, like Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster created Superman. Yeah. They were presumably paid for that twenty-page origin story or yeah. whatever, and then the billions of dollars in lunch boxes that DC has since made. They haven't really seen. I mean, they're dead, but. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't seen a lot of that. I believe they're a state now. Yeah, there's been like, some. There's yeah. been a lot of legal wrangling. Yeah. around that. Mm. But yeah, so so all the big names. You, you Todd McFarlane was working on Spider Man at yep. the time. Your bloody he, Jim. He Lane. got his own Spider Man comic book for a while, which was very good. And yep. he kind of like he he rebuilt the he built a sort of really more dynamic look for Spider-Man. He did, yeah. Like he kind of, like, you know, Arthur for Spider-Man's always been good, but he kind of like, he was like, okay, well, this guy who's got, you know, super strength and elastic limbs mm. and all this stuff, so how would he look when he's swinging around the city? Yeah. And he kind of made it really kind of a great dynamic exactly, look yeah. for it. And, you know, he's not getting any more for that. No. They're just like, well, great, you know. He presumably got a pretty good deal for the... 
This was this was the height of the, let's talk about comic book speculation sure, in the nineties, which yeah. was com, in the nineties comic books had a, a massive boom. Why do you think that was? It was was I it think, Batman eighty nine. Potentially, yeah. I don't know, but comic books were just a huge business back then, and I think it's because you could just get them at newsstands. Oh, okay. That's not really a thing now. Yeah, but back in the day, you could just pick up one for, you know, fifty cents at a newsstand or whatever. I don't know what a newsstand is. Exactly, but. it's all comic book stores now. <laughs> but I think, but like, it was not uncommon. Like, if a if a book sold like a hundred thousand copies, yeah, it was out. Yeah, no good. Yeah. Nowadays, if a if a Comic book sold a hundred thousand copies. That would be amazing. Absolutely. Like yeah. it was not uncommon for like Todd McFarlane, like a Todd McFarlane or a Jim Lee book or whatever, to mm. sell five hundred, six hundred thousand copies. The first issue of Spider Man, yeah, sold like one point three million copies or something like that. It's too many. Yeah, I know, right? It's crazy. <laughs> but I th- what, but what happened is that they all decided to you know branch out, create Image Comics. Mm. Whole bunch of people whose names I can't recall. Rob Liefeld. Rob Liefeld. Eric Larson. The two we said before. Yeah, Mark Silvestri. Yep. Wills Potatio. Wills. Wills Potatio, yeah. Uh, Eric, a couple other people. Anyway, and they Wills all... Potatio sounds like a delicious dessert. I know, right? Or some kind of potato side dish. Yeah, like a Wills potato. <laughs> but anyway, they, so they all they all came up with new number ones. It was, you know, Spawn, Savage yeah. Dragon, Wetworks, Cyberforce... <laughs> Whatever Rob Liefeld did. All the classics you know and love. All the classics. Um, what did Rob Liefeld do? I should know that. No, he did bloody Youngblood. See, the only ones from that, I'm like, they're still... Savage Dragon is still around. Sports Savage around. Dragon is Savage still Jack's around. Still do- and it's for original. It's still Eric Larson. Is like, it? It's not... And there's a lot of good Savage Dragon stuff, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Uh, trying to, but like a lot of that stuff, and, and it's weird because all those issue ones, they, like they were selling... Like people were collecting them, thinking, "Oh, they're issue ones; they'll be worth exactly, something." Exactly, that's true. Yeah. But when you sell a, a million, one point three million copies <laughs> yes. of something, it yeah. is not worth anything. Absolutely, yeah. Because the rule of anything being worth something is it has to be at some point worth nothing to eventually yes. be worth anything. For example, the Star Wars figures. Yeah. Everybody bought Star Wars figures, played with them, got rid of them, threw them in a bin, a dog ate them, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But the people who kept them, yep. the very few, means that those because they because they were worth virtually nothing, which means people turfed them. Yep. So if people keep them or had them for whatever reason, then they're worth a lot because yes, they're absolutely. Rare. But now, like you got your limited edition Kylo Rens, they sell however many million that it, that is, and everybody buys one. Everybody's to one, open <laughs> yeah. and one to keep. Exactly. Yeah. Which essentially renders them worthless, worthless, or their original price. Yes, exactly. So that well, that's the thing. Like um. I read a thing on collectibles a while ago, and mm. you know, in order for something to be collectible, yeah, right, it has to. But it not only does it have to get to zero, yeah. it has to go below what's called the trough of no value. <laughs> so it has to be worth negative money. So you have to be like, I'll take these I, up. Your I hands. couldn't sell this, but also it's taken up space yeah. in this in this crate that I could be keeping. This is like the Atari old batteries film. in. Yeah, it's exactly. The, yeah, the, and so uh, so that was the the thing about the nineties is. People look back and they went, "Oh, Super Action Comics number one featuring Superman. Yeah. That's worth the time was worth like twenty seven thousand dollars or something yeah. like that, and now it's worth millions. millions. Yeah. yeah, and and people are like, oh, so this is the number one, like this is the new crop of number ones from the new hot creators. All these, all these books, all these characters are going to be legendary, iconic characters forever. Yeah, so we will we'll get these. We'll yeah. speculate. We'll buy all these. We'll buy all the variant covers, and then in twenty years we'll sell them and make a mint." All the spawn, <laughs> wet works, Will Sportatio. No, he did wet works. Uh, bloody Shadowhawk. Do you think though this could get into the trough 
trough of despair or whatever now that people are like, well, these aren't worth Yeah, but, well, they have to eventually, but I think the timeline is extended. I think it'll have to yeah. be like 100 years. Yeah, maybe, absolutely. At least. Yeah. yeah. What's yeah. that line from Indiana Jones? You put like an old, like a trinket watch in the desert in a thousand years, it's worth like. That's whatever. right, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's a good movie. We should yeah. talk about those movies. Let's do it now. <laughs> Man, that that's fascinating to me. The whole collecting culture though is really is really fascinating to me. Yeah, like yeah. whenever somebody says, "Oh, we found like this issue one of Superman in like a cedar box up in a mountain," so it hasn't seen like air for like <laughs> yeah. seventy years, and it's just like perfect mint condition. Like that to me is like that's amazing. I think that's amazing. Also, I like I don't know. I read an article on sneakers the other mm. day. Some like, sneakers, like, yeah. Just, but like, I read the article basically is like, you know. You know, there's people who are sneakerheads and they collect all the limited edition sneakers or whatever. Sure. A huge number of those, like, except for the very early versions that have rubber soles. Yeah. Like, all sneakers from, like, the 80s and 90s have, like, a like a polyurethane midsole, mm. which is not interesting, but what is interesting that is... That is interesting. I disagree. Polyurethane dissolves when it's exposed to oxygen. <laughs> so, like, there are millions of pairs of sneakers out there, collectible sneakers, and somebody would be like... Oh, I have you know I haven't, I haven't worn these in in ten years. I'm gonna I'm gonna put these on my collectible sneakers and have a walk around the house. And they just put them on, and they disintegrate. <laughs> so in order to maintain them, you have to keep them in a totally air airtight like room and never use them or whatever. That's amazing. My point is, if you buy a cool pair of sneakers, just wear them. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the point of them. Mm. And I think I don't know. I feel like when you get people like buying up all the things and collecting everything, I think it ruins it for kids. <laughs> Yeah, boy, does it. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I yeah, think yeah. There's this guy called uh, the Russian comic book geek who I like a lot. Oh, yes. He does, like, dramatic readings of things. I, I did one of them recently. I'm really bad in it. Uh-huh. But, but it's really good. <laughs> who did you, you play? Check out his channel. I played... Were you Wonder Woman? I played... Who was I? I played uh, a version of Green Arrow. I can't oh. remember which, which. But no, it's great. He's really good. Should have been Captain Boomerang. <laughs> yeah. But he did this video called Comics Should Be For Everybody. Yep. And it's basically how he talks about a lot of the comic book industry has been hijacked by... People who used to be fans as kids. Yep. This conversation turned to something completely else. It's That's completely fine. That's fine. As high de- and people who loved comics who now go back to the store and just kind of buy up everything and then kind of shit on anything new and hate anybody who doesn't know a lot about a certain thing. Right. And you know what the thing is about comics or any kind of movie or anything for me is whatever level you like it at is okay. Yeah. You can be new to something or you could have a passing interest in something. That doesn't make you less your opinion less valid or or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. make you less of a person because <laughs> if you know less about Spider-Man than yeah. another person, maybe you just... Maybe the exact circumstances of your birth and life haven't led you to liking and knowing the same amount of, about Spider-Man as a certain other person. Exactly. You know? and, and that's why with when movies come out and people get angry at... You know, say like a, the new X Men movie comes out and people get angry at other people who go, you just you don't even like X Men, you just jumped on the bandwagon right, because right. it's an X Men movie. Who fucking cares, man? Like le- people can like things or not like things. It yes. doesn't matter. Like if you're the biggest fan, great. If you're not, who cares? Yeah, and yeah. N- none of this. Again, I always say this: none of this matters. You can you just like what you like at whatever yeah. level you want to like it at. Exactly. And don't hate anybody else for for whatever wherever they're at with it. Yeah. Because there are people out there who know infinitely more than us. Yep. And that's great. Sure. That's, you know I mean? that's most people you're that's talking most about. People, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, here we. Okay. I got. I got a lot of options. I thought we'd go through these really quickly, and I. And I'd be like, well, we're gonna have we're to come back to this. Yeah, we're gonna have to yeah. come back to this. All right. Uh, what are we up to? Like time wise. Oh, I don't know. Hang on. I'm gonna give you some choices if you want to go. If you want to. Oh, right now. Okay. I don't want to do it too long. We did a really long one last yeah, week. Yeah, that's true. We did. All right. Okay. You've got. We'll do one. Do you want to do one more? 
And we'll come back to or do you want to do a couple more? Let's do two more. Oh, we'll I reckon we can more. do two more. Okay. Right. Okay, here's your choices. Right. The Malibu Ultraverse. <laughs> you man wanted to talk about that for a while. What else you got? Uh, Impact Comics. Yep. Uh, continuity Comics or Techno Comics. All right. Techno got... Comics is spelled T-A-K-N-O-C-O-M-I-X. You don't need to spell it. I've okay, already sure. chosen that one. Right. So definitely that one. Yeah. And Malibu because you've mentioned it before. Okay, great. Which do you want to start with? Uh, uh, let's go with let's go with Techno Comics. Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> Excellent. Um, techno Comics is not it's not a, a, a shared universe. Yeah. But I did think I I I, I just wanted to bring it up because I mm. just I it completely went out of my mind and then I just. <laughs> And I've gone completely out of my mind. Sure. And whoever created it went completely out of my mind. Yeah. But okay, here's some names for you. Gotcha. Leonard Nimoy. Great. Gene Roddenberry. Okay. Isaac Asimov. Wow. Neil Gaiman. Yeah. uh, Mickey Spillane, detective author Mickey Spillane. All of these people presumably wrote a brief idea on a napkin and then gave it to somebody else to write a comic book about. (laughs) Because that was... that, that, that was That was techno comics in a nutshell. So we had... We had Leonard, ne- but people should Google image search this sort of sure. stuff. Sure. We had a Leonard Nimoy. What era was this? This was the nineties. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Go that's, on. That's sorry. my that's my wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think the greatest number of failed comic book universes and, and companies came from the nineties. <laughs> I'd agree with that. So we had Leonard Nimoy created Primortals. Yeah. Which was about a bunch of alien dinosaur like anthropomorphic dinosaurs that came to Earth. Right. Pretty good, right? No. Neil Gaiman created uh, Mr. Hero, the pneumatic man, who was like a steampunk, like a, like a go- imagine a gold steampunk butler with like a mustache. From what era? Oh, like the 1800s, but he was also like, he, he was from like, a, like an alien civilization of weird lizard men. What's that sweet robot story that's out at the moment? Bicentennial Man. That is a sweet, no, he's like, a, he's Tesla's robot. It's, a, it's an ongoing series. It's really good. I've been reading it. <laughs> it's like Tesla built this robot. Oh yes, and he like fights through the decades. That, oh, it's a, is it? A, it's not Atomic Robo. It's Atomic Robo. Okay, that's great. what that sounds like to me. It sounds like Atomic Robo, but like yeah. steampunk and not uh-huh. as good. Not as good, definitely. <laughs> uh, Mickey Spillane, the creator of uh, the Mike Hammer, uh, yeah, the Mike Hammer detective stories. Yeah, like famously, he created Mike Danger. <laughs> Who was exactly the He's same? Not even trying. Exactly the same character, <laughs> except transported into the future. So instead of having a sweet forty-five, he had a ray gun. It's pretty great. So you, you can like, I don't know how they built this line. Like there was, a, I remember at the time there was like a big lavish opening. Like they, they had a big party and like people, like Mickey Spillane was there and all these people. Yeah. Who did you say Gene Roddenberry did, or you didn't? Oh, I'd have to look it up. Give me a second. I'll bloody look it up. Yeah, it it re- I would be fascinated to know how this universe was built. Yeah, not not shared, but this this publishing is it shared? The universe? No, the universe wasn't really shared. Uh, Gene Roddenberry's Lost Universe. Okay, I think he was dead. See, that's the thing. I'm fascinated to know how they built this because do you think his last words were "Lost Universe" as his brain yeah, cut a fire? Exactly. And yeah, then- and I I they must have just gone to various people and said. Would you agree to have your name attached to this thing? That's what that sounds like, yeah. Now come up with... Now say two words. <laughs> and Leonard Nimoy went, space dinosaurs? <laughs> and they went, oh, okay, great. Um, yeah. And Mickey Spillane went, the stuff I normally do but in the future. <laughs> have you read any of these? Yeah, no, I read I read quite a lot. I, missed, I actually quite like Mr. Hero. Okay. Apparently they... Uh, like I think Neil Gaiman 
he's a very talented writer. Yeah, he he produced like four. Like he had there was Lady Justice was another one. Okay. Uh, Technophage. Lady by day, justice by night. Precisely. Right. And yeah, I, I, he provided. I like. I read an interview with somebody who was one, like a ghostwriter for this. Yeah. And they did like he provided like a quite a sketchy, like a like a series bible for it. Okay. But I do think like like your Nimoy's and etc. Were probably just like space dinosaurs. space dinosaurs. <laughs> All of that sounds amazing. Pretty good, I, that's right? That's obviously defunct. That's that's not. A oh, thing that's, that's yeah, that's gone. Um, so who who put the money into it? Look, I don't I don't know any of the answers <laughs> to this. Techno comics. How do you spell that again? T e k n o space k o m i x. Yeah, but uh, like Mickey's. I think they must have drawn on gotten Mickey Spillane. And I'm saying his name a lot because it's rare that I get to use say say the words Mickey, Mickey Spillane, Spillane together. But Spillane. he started in comic books. Okay, did like he wrote some that. he wrote some timely comic stuff before it was Marvel. Wow, yeah, that's that's some um, old stuff. Oh, here we go. Here's the quote from Mickey Spillane. This right. is, this was on his Wiki, Wikipedia page. I started off at the high level in the slick magazines, but they didn't use my name; they used house names. Anyway, then I went downhill to the pulps, then downhill further to the comics. <laughs> That's what he said back in the day, and then I guess that's how they got him back. I don't know. Anyway, that's pretty great. When did he die? Uh, oh, quite recently, two thousand and six. That's not too good. Long, run, man. yeah, that's not a bad. Eighty-eight, run. eighty-eight, bloody hell. Yeah. All right. All right. Well, let's, let's talk about the Malibu Ultraverse. <laughs> it was just called the Ultraverse, but why Malibu? Well, Malibu Comics was the. It was like a Malibu created a whole bunch of different comic books back in the day. They yeah. created a Street Fighter comic book. Which was, let me tell you, no good. <laughs> but boy, I, re- I tr- like I. It was that you was tried hard to, to get. Like it. I tried to like, but I also tracked it down. Oh, like, it really? was very hard to get. How what style were we talking with that art? Not sort of semi-realistic, like not like your anime kind of style. Like an airbrush. Yeah, sort of, hmm. but not like not like photorealistic either. Okay, but like somewhere in the, it was no good. Anyway, the point is the writing or the art. Any of it. <laughs> But they did, they did an assortment of other stuff. They did. They actually um, created one. Of, they published the original Men in Black before it became the movie. Oh, okay, cool. That's supposed to be really good. The comic book series. Yeah, it's all right. You know, there was an animated series from the late nineties, which is actually pretty sweet. I remember that. That yeah, was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but in the original comic books, Jay is white. I think. Okay, they're all white. Sure, Everybody's very white. <laughs> sure. But um, yeah. So, but Ultraverse was their superhero line. Okay, which I actually really enjoyed. Mm. Like uh, we had standouts. We had well, we had Firearm, who was a man with a gun. <laughs> it was pretty good, pretty sweet. I'm disappointed. I thought I pictured a man with one arm on fire. Fire, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, and a gun. And that's what that was the first cover image. But then below that was a slide. Just said, you won't see any of this. <laughs> Brackets. It's just a guy with a gun. <laughs> Um, who else? We had uh, we had Prototype, who was your Iron Man kind of character. Oh, yeah. oh, we also had Nightman. That's the TV series. The TV series. Is that the same about, guy? Yeah, same character. Excellent. Who was the who was a um who was a crime fighting jazz saxophonist, cool and hot jazz, who was struck by lightning and it gave him the ability to sense evil. And then he had like a super car or something. What do you mean sense evil? I don't know either. Is it like that guy's having a bad thought? Is it like pure evil, like demonic evil? I think it's probably a combination. Yeah. Sometimes you anyway, have a, the, a bad day and he'll come yeah. up and slit your throat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I, yeah. It's like Minority Report. Exactly. But the, the for me, the, the best part of the Ultraverse was a character called Prime. Yeah. Who was sort of a, he was a, he was a modern day and the modern day 90s 
gritty reboots. They don't mix. But he was like a modern day version of Captain Marvel. You know, Captain Marvel was Billy Batson, little kid. Yep. You know, got his powers through magic, the wizard Shazam, gave sure. him powers or whatever. But um, Prime was this kid who, as a result of genetic tampering while he was in his mother's womb, mm. when he grew up and, and got to puberty, like he could undergo this incredibly disgusting transformation where his body would like explode like green pus. Like and then and then it would form like a like a superhero form around him, and his subconscious would would like determine how he looked, kind of thing. And so he, he was this kid who grew up in comic books, and yeah. so when he like so he transformed into this you know this towering caped man who could fly and was indestructible and yeah, stuff yeah. like that. And it was actually interesting, like the, as the character developed. Was like, he all green? No, he was like a. Oh, oh, everybody should Google these. No, I just mean like. Oh, the goo was the great. The goo was great, but then when it formed around him, it changed to whatever colour yeah. he wanted to yeah, be totally. or whatever. Yeah, Okay. Prime. Boop. Boop, boop. It's weird your iPad makes those noises. Yeah, I know, right? There's Prime. Okay. Which, no, here's the thing. He looks like, like the first image, if you Google Ultraverse Prime, he looks like... Like a Rob Liefeld image comics it character. It's like a parody of a like, man. Like, exactly. Like I he's mean, got, he's supposed to be, though. Yeah, he's, he? he's got these ridiculous, unrealistic muscles and he's got the little feet. Yeah. And he's got the, <laughs> the huge billowy cape. But yeah, that's the thing. And like as the, as the character developed, mm. his idea of what kind of hero he should be developed and so the character changed looks. Okay. Like when he met Firearm, who was yeah. the... The guy with the... the with the firearm. With the gun. Yeah. Uh, and sort of, you know, who was like this you know, this over-the-top kind of hard-boiled mm. ex-secret agent special ops guy. Sure. Like, he was like, well, now hero, heroes have got to be, you know, tough and cool or whatever. Mm. So his when he became Prime again, he was like, he lost the cape, but he gained, like, stubble and a mullet and, like, <laughs> lots of chains and necklaces and kind of... And he became, like, a like a more hardcore version. And then he evolved again. And he's like, what am I doing? <laughs> what am I doing with my life? And then he became sort of more superhero-y again. Okay. Yeah, it was a kind of a. It was quite a. But the, the what killed the Ultraverse ultimately? That sounds fun. Yeah, it was kind of a, yeah. yeah. The Ultraverse was actually quite a lot of fun. Mm. The what killed it ultimately, I think, was that they were they were mad for a crossover, but mm. to the extent that like it it wasn't like here's an event and it's a crossover. It was more that that every issue crossed over into another oh, series. Much, yeah. So it was kind of like, so if you were a fan of Prime and you, yeah. and you read it and then you went and you read the next issue, you'd be like, he's got a new belt. Where did that new belt come from? And then it was like, see, Firearm Issue 9. And you're like, God damn it, I don't want to have to go back. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't like that. No. I mean, yeah. I mean, it can work. Yeah. You know, because DC are moving towards no continuity. Basically. Yes. Not no mm-hmm. continuity, but like they have Batman running around in the Justice League who's Bruce Wayne but also their current version of Batman in Batman yeah. is Jim Gordon. And yes. they're just running co- concurrently and there's no mm. kind of real... I'm sure that maybe there is an explanation. Is he a re- what, what version of Jim Gordon is he? He is Jim Gordon, New 52 Jim Gordon, who's he's about 45, he quits smoking. Because he, he looks... I've, he I haven't watched training. full issues of that, but he does look like he's about 25. No, no, because he shaved his moustache and he's got oh, right. like, a, like a Macklemore haircut. He does have a Macklemore haircut. Yeah. He's exactly <laughs> Macklemore? right. Macklemore? Macklemore, Macklemore, yeah. Macklemore, thank you. Mm. Yeah, no, but he's been tra- he's in training basically. Oh. That's why he looks like that. Okay. But yeah, that's the idea. Yeah. yeah, but so anyway, if you're going to track down, I didn't talk about how disappointed I was about any of these. I forgot that aspect of it. <laughs> I had that side, if you recall. You d- yeah, that's true. You look, just sound like you've had a lot of fun. Yeah, look, Ultimate <laughs> Universe, man. Uh, Techno Comics. Look, I kind of want to see what one, like one note, comic books they they create. So I'd Absolutely. like to see them come back. Um. If you've got, if you're going to track down anything from the Ultraverse Prime, yeah, 
Yeah, definitely, definitely fine. The thing is, um, the Ultraverse was acquired by Marvel. Yeah, and then they just sank it. Like you can't, you can't get reprints anywhere. Okay. Like they don't, and it's kind of a nobody knows why. There's kind of a, oh. it's kind of a mystery. The rumor is mm. because they don't, they don't really, they because like everything else, they've sort of reprinted as trade paperbacks or whatever. But yeah, Ultraverse they don't bring back. There is a rumor. Because we we're talking about before about you know the the big two companies, it's kind of work for hire. Mm. You don't get anything after you've done the job. Yeah, like there there was a rumor that when they acquired the Ultraverse, they missed a loophole in the contracts, so that every time they reprint it, the original creators get five percent of the profits. Oh, okay. So that's the ru- so so they're like, well, we can't do that because you know we don't want to give away any sweet sweet <laughs> that's coin. Right, yeah. But there's also I, I found this this quote is actually on the Wikipedia page. Um, Joe Quesada, who was the editor-in-chief at the time, mm. this was like 10 years ago, yeah. he was asked if they're going to revive, they'd ever revive the Ultraverse. And he's like, uh, there was rumours out there that it had to do with a certain percentage of sales that has to be doled out to creative teams. I mean, that's a logistical nightmare because of the deal was structured. It's not the reason why I've chosen not to go near these characters. There's a bigger one, but I really don't feel it's my place to make that dirty laundry public. Oh. So we don't know why, and I can't find out why. I had I, I did a bit of digging, but I can, if anybody knows, yeah, someone might let know. us Weekly Planet exclusive. Tell us on a on a decades old property that nobody uses <laughs> anymore. Say, yeah, Weekly Planet exclusive. <laughs> Do you think if we broke that story, anybody would run it? No. Ooh, <laughs> I think the fine folks at comicbookmovie.com. I was going to say, I could probably, I could write that article, but, yeah, oh, definitely, but, I, but yeah. I probably wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Writing's not really my thing. Righto. Well, that was good fun, Nick good Mason. Fun. We've got, we've got more. So next uh, time. Valiant. You like that one? You didn't, you like that yeah, one? Yeah, we'll, we'll come back like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, okay, I mean, so, you liked it. Like, cause you were talking about. Oh yeah. No, they definitely. Yeah. yeah. They're making good strides. Great. So next time maybe we'll cover the new, Marvel's new universe, yep. which I was a big fan of. Yep. Impact, which I was a huge fan oh, of yeah, back yeah. in the day. Comics greatest world. Someone should. And continuity comics, which was Neil Adams baby for like 10 years. And it was insane. The whole thing was insane. Can somebody write those down and then tweet them to Nick Mason in, otherwise like, I'll forget. in like six months? Yeah, please do. Because <laughs> otherwise I'll forget. Yeah. And then we'll all know. Yeah. Good fun. Good fun. Good memories. Yeah. I feel like we could have probably done more of them. But oh well. That's all right. How much time we got? Oh, we got... No, we probably should. No, let's do it. We should move it's real late it. here. Yeah. It's real it late. is. It is bloody yeah. late. All right. You know what it's time for then? Oh, what we reading? What we're going to read. I'm doing the thing. What are we reading today? What are you reading? I'm reading a book. Oh. Well, actually, uh, the reason I bring this up because Zoe Saldana was cast in this movie. It's called I Kill Giants. I may have mentioned it before. Maybe. I actually have a copy of it, like a physical copy, and I don't have a physical copy of a lot of stuff. But it's basically about this girl who's, she's kind of an oddball kind of character, uh-huh. and she's in like lower high school, and she's under the impression that all these giants, are, that, that she kills giants, essentially. Right, okay. And that they're coming to this small town to kind of to take her on or whatever. Uh-huh. And so there's a whole lot of back and forth in terms of, how much of this is in her head and, and, and how, or if it's actually real and there's kind of, there's like the whole lot of fantasy elements in it. But again, it comes back to whether these things are real and it, yep. and it deals with like, uh, you know, like grief and loss and like high school issues and, and being yourself and all sorts of cool stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm excited to see that movie uh-huh. and I'm also, and that's a, it's a really, really good read. And again, it's, you know, it's, it's a standalone thing. You can, it's, I don't know, whatever it is, four or five issues. I can't remember. Uh-huh. But it's 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 solid, and that's exciting to me to hear that that's going to be a thing. Yeah. 
What are you reading today? What I've been reading today, mm. uh, listeners may know, you may know. I might. Uh, I'm a big fan of Warren Ellis, the yeah. author Warren Ellis. Yep, yep. Uh, he's got a little, he's got a little Kindle. I guess they call it a Kindle single. It's like a forty-page uh, story, uh, Electrograd Rusted Blood. It's on Kindle. Okay. And it's kind of like a, it's a murder mystery in this this weird a murder and a mystery. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. Who would have thought to combine the two? <laughs> um, but it's it's a uh, it's sort of a it's a murder mystery set in Electrograd, which is this weird city that's got like like it's a it's a it's it's a city of kind of like experimental architecture and like weird like it's kind of a test bed city for weird stuff okay and so you like a tomorrowland like a tomorrowland exactly <laughs> yeah for that one person out there who saw tomorrowland yeah yeah mm. but um i don't know it's a good it's a good fun good fun okay, little, great. Little book. and it's like two bucks on amazon great so check that out kindle single doesn't quite rhyme. No, I don't like it. It's unpleasant to say. <laughs> and people think you're rhyming as well, like you're going to sing a little song. I don't like it. No. We don't sing on this show yeah. either, do but we? If you like, um, I'm a big, big fan of, and I'm going to mispronounce his name, but China Mierville, who's kind of like a weird, mm. uh, he does like weird, super weird sci-fi set in weird universes. Cool. This is not quite as weird, but if you like Warren Ellis and you like that whole kind of thing, sure, get into it. I will, maybe. Yeah. Yay. I've got a what we read in here from Josh. I'm ready. He's the official uh, Canadian emissary of the podcast. Have you guys checked out the Image miniseries by Brian K. Vaughan called We Stand on Guard? I've heard the name. I haven't seen it. Me neither. Read it. Read it. Reddit it. Reddit it. Reddit. But I like Brian K. Vaughan. Cool. What's it about? Uh, I'll tell you. Okay. It's a pretty... He actually wrote that here. It's weird. <laughs> it's a pretty cool series uh, just into two issues now, but I'm liking the world it's creating. In the future, United States have invaded Canada to get our sweet, sweet water. I'm wondering what... So it's the what, movie It's the movie Canadian Bacon. Is that a real movie? With John Candy. <laughs> is that a real movie? Yes. <laughs> I have read this. I read the first issue. Ah, yeah, it's great. Great. Well, the one I read, I think it had a big robot kind of tank kind of thing in it. Just like Canadian I Bacon. I go back to this. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. I, I should go back to that. Do you think... America will, uh, the US will ever invade Canada for real? No. How do you know? Oh my God, I don't know. <laughs> Great. Letters? Yes. Okay. I want to see if I there's a letter theme. Oh, do you have a letter theme? Edit, edit point. Edit point. I think I can actually bring one up if you can't. Okay, great. Ooh, I found one. Excellent. Okay, so for those who don't know, uh, James refuses to uh, edit in another theme, a letters theme. I refuse. Week. You bloody god damn it! <laughs> You've been the death of us both. Uh, so what I would like, to, what I like, is if uh, listeners could record their own letters theme. Yes. To like a, a theme or just whatever, whatever you feel. This, lately, we've been going with whatever you feel. Yep. Uh, put it on YouTube. Tweet me the link, and then I'm just going to have to play it through my phone because that's Correct. the only way we're going to get a sweet letters theme every week. Yeah, man. Uh, okay, so this week, uh, Alex Snipes has sent one in. Excellent. It says, letters theme for episode 101 of The Weekly Planet. All right. So that thematically is right on point because this is episode 101, right? <laughs> that's right. Okay, great. <laughs> we're very good at this. We are. We're the best. Anyway, we're going to play this real through. Anyway, ears unheard. Ears Let's unheard. see how this goes. How do you like it? Oh, fade out. Oh. I like it. Yet again, raising the bar for, 
whatever this is, as yep. whatever it's become. Whatever this shambles is that we've created. Thank you very much. <laughs> Any requests for next week? Nah. Anything out? Freestyle it. Mm. We can't keep saying freestyle. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Okay, when, I guess when we, if we know the topic ahead of time, which we don't. Correct. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make right. a request. In the meantime, freestyle it. Okay. Hello, junior editor and Meso. Yeah. My name is Ben and I'm from Kansas. I love the show and just wanted to test Mason on his knowledge. <laughs> How's this sound? I'm ready. Are you ready? Not really. I don't know this, but you might. Okay. Of D-Man, a.k.a. Demolition Man, Man yeah. from the 80s. Yes. Not the movie. Another character. He's got yeah. a big D on his chest. Great. He has the worst rap sheet of any comic book hero I can personally remember. What can you remember about him? You've already named a thing that he's said here. What else do you know about him? Well, hang on. What was, the th- what was the thing that I named? He's got a big D on his chest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is a fact. Because he's got here, uh, he wears Daredevil's shirt. What? Is that an actual fact? Well, not, but like the design, I assume. Oh, I see. Right. But sh- surely that's a, a double D. Yes. <laughs> Look, this 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 whole thing. Well, I- <laughs> you knew who he is. You know who he yeah, is. I know who he is. <laughs> okay, he's uh, sort of a mishmash because he kind of looks like imagine old school Daredevil, yeah, like the yellow one. So he's kind of got the the weird trunks, yes, but the yellow arms. But he's also got like Wolverine's head. That's exactly what he said. He's got Daredevil's yeah. shirt and Wolverine's mask. Right. Mm. Do you know um, his origins? So the, in the in the Marvel universe, if you don't want to waste time. Getting like getting bitten by a radioactive spider, so time consuming, or, or like hit, walking into a gamma bomb blast radius or whatever. You just go to a guy called Power Broker, yep, and he just gives you p- superpowers. That's what he said. He originated as a man who took superhuman steroids for a superhuman wrestling circuit. Oh, there we go. Um, I think because he no, because he actually he fought like he fought. I think other people were sort of drawn into it. Like he punched on with a thing at one point. Okay, or the. If, uh, I want to say he fought the Beyonder, but that doesn't seem fair. How about this? How about yes. I'll, I'll list some things here, maybe, and make I'll, up some. Um, here's an unrelated fact: U.S. agent, who's the the captain, Captain America's successor, also yeah. power broker. Oh, yeah. Okay, there you yeah. go. Yeah. Okay. True or false? He once led a hobo army. I'm gonna say false. I don't know. He put it here, so I assume it's true. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know for a fact. Uh-huh. Uh, he once almost beat Captain America to death. What is that a question or a fact? Question. I mean, everybody's beaten everybody to death. Yeah, exactly. at some point. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, how about this? He has horrible hygiene. I'm uh, going to say that one's false, actually, now that I think about it. It's a, I think it's true. Okay, right. He's just listing. Uh-huh. Uh, he has horrible hygiene. He's he horrib- looks like a man with horrible hygiene. Yeah. And he nearly got him kicked off the Avengers. Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah. If Mason does remember him, give him a totally awesome high five. If not, a quick, uh, swift kick to the balls. Look, we're slightly too far apart for either of those. That's true. So let's save one of them up. <laughs> you let me know what it is later. <laughs> it's from Gilberto. Oh, hey guys! If you could have the Dark Knight trilogy, Batman in the DC Cinematic Universe, but Green Lantern has become canon, would you have it? No. <laughs> Plus, am I your first fan from Mexico? I don't think so. I don't believe that is a thing. I'm gonna say yes. Okay. And only. <laughs> I love first and only. I love listening to the show on my way to school. Thanks. Um, I don't know. I don't want any of those things. I'm happy. I like the Dark Knight movies. We want listeners from Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's was, was that not clear? It seemed like you were saying we don't want any of those things. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. No, I like the Dark Knight movies in general. Mm. Uh, it, you know, the third one has its problems, but I don't think I don't think that 
Batman works in whatever universe this is going to He's be. He's not going to that that Batman is not going to survive one punch from no, Superman. That's right. Mm. And I, I mean, obviously, or or General Zod flipper hands exactly. And you know, Green Lantern obviously, no, none yeah. of that, yeah. none of that, Bizzo. Good question though, because a lot of people, you know, did want to see that Batman kick on, and there was talk about they apparently they threw a whole lot of money at Christian Bale to kind of come back. Oh, and, okay. and do this. That that's that's mm-hmm. that's the rumor. So there you go. One more, Mason. Yes. There might be. Oh, these are kind of linked. Hey, James and Nick, can can you please explain the difference between adamantium and vibranium? (laughs) (laughs) I know they both exist in the Marvel Universe, so which is actually a stronger metal. Love the podcast. Keep doing what you're doing or don't. Whatevs from Michael S. My understanding is that adamantium is a man-made metal substance and vibranium is actually a from a comet or a meteor. That's my understanding of it. Do you have anything else to say? Look, I don't know the origins of adamantium. Yeah. Or vibranium for that matter. I think, yeah. I mean, they mine vibranium. Yeah. But you're saying the the way it got there is because of a meteor. That's my understanding. Right. Adamantium is unbreakable. Yes. Once it's been forged. Yes. Vibranium isn't. Yes. But it has weird physics-defying physics vibrational absorbing abilities. Yeah. So Captain America Shield is made from a blend of vibranium and something else, probably yeah. like steel or whatever. Yeah. Which makes it unbreakable. Okay. But vibranium inherently in itself is not indestructible. It's only Captain America's shield that's indestructible. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Very interesting. I know. Because I thought that um, adamantium was a was like an attempt to replicate vibranium, like a man made attempt. Oh. But who knows? And we're on the topic, Mason. Um, love the show. Just wondering if you could answer this with your comic book expertise. Adamantium is an alloy. You're right. It's man-made. Sweet. Yeah. And I already asked NerdSync, but I think Scott is busy. I like NerdSync. He's a good dude. Uh-huh. Does Hulk have a better healing factor than Wolverine? Mm. I don't think he does. I think he's harder to hurt, but he'd probably heal slower. Yes. And you have to... Yeah. I think these days... They'd have to distinguish them somewhere, somehow. Yeah. And they couldn't just make the Hulk heal faster than Wolverine? No, because Wolverine can heal, again, we've, we've, at this point, Wolverine can heal from, like, total body disintegration yeah. in a page. Yeah. So, I've never seen the Hulk do that. No. Mm. 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 There yeah. you go. Yeah. But they're both good at different things, aren't they? Hulk's better at science. <laughs> sure. Yeah, more, as, right. more as an example of what not to do. <laughs> sure. Than as a, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A living example. And Wolverine is a better example of how to to not let your guard down around, like, super secret <laughs> agents who will, who will abduct you. Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. Both pioneers in their fields. <laughs> All right. I think that's the show for we this did week. It. We did it again. Thank you to the Bruton Basilisk for the themes. Yeah. Thank you to Fergal Quigley. Yeah, he's the who best. Is a, who has, is our resident artist yes. who often uh, he will tweet a... Uh, a, a an artist rendition of what happened in this episode. Yep, yep. So we've got a nice one for episode 100. We've got a couple of us hanging out in the man cave. Those have been great. Just the regular room. Yeah, pretty great. I think he's at Fergal Quigley on Twitter. That's it. Yeah, yeah. he's a good dude. I like his work. I like what he's about. Yeah. Where is he? I mean, I... Where is he generally? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think he's in a good place. It's pretty late, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, where can people find us? Uh, at Weekly Planet Pod. On Gmail and Twitter and Facebook and Bandcamp. Yes. And I'm also, at Wikipedia Brown. I'm at Mr. Sunday Movies. And if you want to follow the show, if you fo- follow The Weekly Planet on Twitter. Great stuff. That's uh, that gentleman. That's a bloody Raw Collings. Bloody yep, that's the one. Doing awesome stuff over yeah. there. Yeah. 
Next week, something else? Yep. Patreon.com slash Mr. Sunday Movies. If you want to support, support the show. We're yeah. just listening for free. Yeah. We do. <laughs> we do. Do we? Yeah, I guess so. I guess. No, we pay some money to host for hosting. Oh, yeah. Oh, God damn it. We're losing money. <laughs> we're losing. No, they never fist. No, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah. All right. Thanks, That's everybody. The show. Grab that jam, everybody. Please do. Say a catchphrase. Uh, just pick one. Say anything. That's my old laptop. I've got to get rid of that. <laughs> this one. Great. I can't wait for the T-shirt design for it's that one. It's got a Blu-ray player. Huh. It was one of the first. I have three laptops. Jesus. It's too many. <laughs> one's for torrenting. One's this one that does nothing. And one's my real one. That all has to be on the T-shirt, by the way. <laughs> just, so we're, just so we're clear. Just... I like how I looked around the room for a catchphrase and then just I just James's realized that day to throw Yeah, great. Good. Okay, bye, bye everyone. Bye. bye. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.